Hi, everyone, and welcome to the PhD to be podcast, a podcast where we talk about graduate school. My name is Natalie, and on today's episode, I am interviewing my friend, colleague, and someone uh, who I tend to report to sometimes at our job. You'll find out a little bit later. Um, Meg Cliviter. I'm super excited to have her on the podcast, and I hope that you enjoy today's episode. so excited for today's discussion and interview and just giving you the opportunity to learn about my again friend but also colleague and then someone I tend to report to depending on the semester Meg Clemitter. Hi Meg. Hello thank you for having me I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited that you're here um this is so cool and we're gonna learn so much about you and just giving us insight into your grad school experience so Meg is a PMBA student here at TCU. I know Meg, so we both work in athletics. I sometimes report to her depending on the semester. Sometimes she's my uh, SLT strategic learning team person, like person I report to. But then we also were in the graduate student senate together. And so we have a little bit of connection there. But that's my introduction to you. I will let you fill in and give us any introduction details that you want to give our listeners. Awesome. Yay. Okay, well, hello, everyone. My name is Meg Clavitter. Um, I'm 25 years old, uh, originally from the Midwest. I used to live in quite a few places from Michigan, Chicago, Arizona, um, before I became a Texan, more specifically a TCU Horn Frog. Go Frogs. Go Frogs, uh, yes. Um, and I'm finishing up my graduate degree, uh, like Natalie said, my PMBA, um, as well as my graduate assistantship as a learning specialist right now um, in the TCU Athletics program. Awesome. So many details there that um, just kind of goes to show you as a grad student, you can be so many different things. And so it's uh, exactly why we're, we invited you onto the podcast. So what is a PMBA? Can you kind of give us a little bit of insight? Because I think a lot of people usually when they think of something similar, they usually just think of the MBA part. What What is a PMBA? So the PMBA is different from the MBA, um, specifically the cohort that we have here at TCU. Um, usually those in the PMBA are working professionals full time. So they have a nine to five job and then go um, to night class. So all the PMBA classes are night classes usually or um, in the intercession. Um, usually uh, the difference between MBA and PMBA, there's, I always forget the difference of which one's the concentration versus the specialization, but they're very particular mm, about that. Okay. Um, and usually with the PMBA, it's either concentration or specialization that you um, choose with that. However, you don't need it in order to get it. Um, whereas the MBA, you usually are on some specific track. Gotcha. So that would be one of the major differences. Mm-hmm. Another difference is that like with the PMBA, we don't do the case competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, not as rigorous of a caseload of classes mm-hmm. um, as the MBA students. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I knew nothing about the MBA in general. And so hearing PMBA sounds, um, it sounds like it's a very good opportunity for 
those who, like you said, are already in the field and kind of working. So what would be considered, is it your graduate assistantship that kind of makes you already be part of the field or do you have another job? Because at this point, we probably all have multiple jobs. So um, so that's where I feel like I am a unique case for the PMBA program, just because I am um, on the, the younger professional side of it. Most of the people in my cohort are like, late 20s, mid 30s, that kind of age range, and also go up like to mid 40s as well, um, who maybe have like are pretty um, like settled in their yeah. careers or have families, things like that. Yeah. Um, I did work in my undergrad. I had experience um, in athletics, which is still business. Um, I know that sometimes people see it as like two separate entities but they um, mm. very much overlap yeah yeah i see um, it yeah so it is kind of different because i don't have as much experience as some of the other individuals um, my colleagues that is so cool so you've already mentioned like you worked in athletics uh, well yes you work in athletics and you worked in athletics but weren't you also an athlete I was. Yes. I was a student athlete for four years. Yeah. Yes. So before we even get into like your experiences with grad school today, can you just give us a little bit of background on like your college education? Because obviously it seems like everything's sort of tying into where you are in life today. Can you give us just a little bit of insight into that? Yeah. So um, I always knew that I wanted to play volleyball in college. Um, education was really important to me. Um, I am a first generation student. So that was really big for me. Um, in that big. process. Yeah. And so it was really important that I found something that would be able to fund the way, Yep, which was volleyball. Um, thankfully, I'm really appreciative yeah. <laughs> that I was able to do that. Um, I ended up going to Chicago State University, which is a small division one school um, on the south side of Chicago. It's a predominantly black institution, very small, but and low resource. Mm. Um, but I went there for all four years, played volleyball um, there, majored in English. Uh, I did not know that. Hold yes. on, hold on, hold on. I had no idea you majored in English. Yeah, technical writing. What? And minored in international studies. Um, that is so cool. Because I originally wanted to go to law school. Mm. But I did not want to have to foot that bill. And so that there kind of came a change um, in that process. And part of it was being involved um, in the athletics department in my time there. Kinda wow. shifted that. That is so cool. I had no idea. Yeah. That is so cool. So you decided not to go to law school. And mm -hmm. so from that experiences of you being an athlete, getting your degree in um, English, what then sort of made you think, I want to go to grad school. And then not only do I want to go to grad school, but this is the specific thing that I'd like to do. Or did you imagine other things while you were? I think I always knew that I wanted to go to grad school, I always wanted to get my master's because of the value that I saw in it, and as well as how much I valued education and learning as a whole. Um, I knew I wanted to continue my education, specifically in the realm of business, um, because of athletics and higher education in general put a major emphasis on getting a master's, mm -hmm. um, especially for like the positions that I was looking long term. I knew that I would need it at some point, just didn't know when that timing would be in my process. And I knew that I wanted to go into business, specifically Neely and everything like that, um, was because I wanted to shorten my learning curve because my undergrad was in English. Mm. And so it's like, I didn't feel like I had the education behind 
my work experience interesting yeah to that be makes able sense. to pursue it and so I wanted to shorten that learning curve mm, and that makes a lot of sense because I think a lot of the times like it would obviously be easier if you went into a master's in English you know if you kind of continued that route whereas if you're going to go a different route in order to shorten that curve that makes a lot of sense and it sounds like you very strategically thought about that and I think that is so crucial before you get into grad school that a lot of people don't really think about yeah, we had a um, we interviewed um, Reese Brown. She's a uh, a graduate of TCU's grad program, and in her situation, she did English. But her bachelor's was in this was this this very unique sort of. Um, she did like English psychology and theater like a degree based around those three things like that was an option um that i don't think no longer exists but when she was thinking about the job market and sort of where she wanted to go she thought about i need to go to grad school and get this type of degree in order to do like a very similar thing that you just thought about so i really love that you shared that and i think one of the biggest things with that um kind of tying into her story is like giving yourself options is another huge thing because it's like you'd rather be in that position to have to make a decision rather than the decision being made for you and you're stuck on this path and to be stuck on a grad school path that you don't want to be on is very exhausting i mean grad school is already exhausting and we love what we do but to be in that position in that decision be made for you and you know like that that's not that's not gonna be a good not gonna be a good time so that's really cool um and i really appreciate sort of you giving us insight into that background because i think a lot of the times i don't think i don't think that people when people apply to grad programs i don't think they necessarily don't think about that but there's no way for them to even really think about it like to give them the option to think about okay so how can i cater what it is that I'm doing, maybe even in my bachelor's before I even get to my master's or, or whatever the the route is going to be. Um, I think a lot of people don't think about that. So I really love that you that you mentioned that. Um, when you were applying to grad programs, why TCU and did you explore other other areas or other even degrees? So I think my situation is a little different with the application for mm -hmm. schools mm -hmm. because I got the graduate assistantship first. I wanted to secure that first. Whoa. So I knew that it could be paid for when applying. Um, just because I was later in the process of the searching for a graduate assistantship. So it made sense to me to apply rather than to apply to the schools to apply to the graduate assistantship. So I the only MBA program that I applied to was TCU. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. I was looking at other, I was trying to decide um, between sport management and MBA, but I thought an MBA would be more applicable to other things in case this wasn't a route that I wanted to take um, because it's something I enjoyed in my time as a student athlete um, in college, and I didn't know if I could, like, then remove myself from that and if I would enjoy it at the same rate. Right. And that is so hard. And I think you are speaking a little bit into, I, I was not a student athlete, so I obviously can't speak into that, but I think you are speaking into a thing that a lot of student athletes experience and thinking about moving away from sort of where your identity is so closely rooted and that's really hard. And so the fact that you considered sports management and MBA or PMBA in your specific case is really, 
really cool. Do you feel like you made a good choice? I do, 100%. I love that. I, like, I know that I was meant to be here. It's been, an honestly, an incredible experience. And it's like, I'm sad that I will be leaving um, because TCU and Fort Worth in general is like such a great area. It's just like, I know that it's time for me to move on from that, you know? Which is a whole nother thing that we could bring. Like, that could be a whole nother episode of just like, you spend so much time in these specific degrees that's like when it's over it's like so daunting and so scary but we could probably get to that later at the end um man yeah so okay so you applied for your graduate assistantship first i've never heard anybody do that that's really smart that's really smart well (laughs) she she's like wait (laughs) i don't know if it's necessarily the smartest thing it just depends on where you're at in the process with applying um because i was kind of frantically trying to get everything together to then apply to the school so it made that process a lot like I had to be I was a little bit more stressed that does make sense so I kind of put myself in a hole in that um case but it was good because then I didn't have to pay for all the fees and everything that go along with applying Ooh, um, okay. and then I was able to dis- like distinguish whether I needed to take the GRE or the GMAT which one was going to be better because I was able to talk to somebody Um, in the department and what it meant what like me actually securing the graduate assistantship meant in my application Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think my application may have been weighted differently I don't really know truly with that process but I think it was a good sign that it's like oh the athletics program thinks she's valuable like maybe Neely thinks she's not valuable you know even though that put you in a bind that still sounds really interesting, your thought process behind that. Because, like, even when you said earlier, like, trying to secure that first and the funding to do that, because usually assistantships, not all assistantships, but usually assistantships fund your programs, right, so that you mm-hmm. can go through them. I'm in the same boat for, for my degree. Um, I still think there's something important to be said about your attempts to do that. And just to think about that being an option, I don't think that's... and Because your graduate assistantship is separate from the PMBA program, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So maybe this could be a good recommendation for people to say to, to look out there and see if there are other assistantships that are not associated with your program um, to see if there's funding available there and then they can just kind of get the, the paperwork done on, on their end and then that could be a way that you can fund your program. So it's kind of cool that that was an option for you. Um, I'm sorry that puts you in a bind, but it sounded like it, it worked out in the end. So it's kind of... Sometimes you kind of have to go around certain ways to kind of do things. Yeah. And I think when it comes to TCU specifically, they do a really good job of making sure that you have all the resources that you need um, in funding that. Because that was part of the reason in choosing TCU was because of the provision there um, and what they were able to cover and provide was like unmatched to any other department, school, institution. Like it was... Um, I knew that I would be taken care of here and I have been in my time. And and that's huge because, I mean, we've me and Dallas have said this on the podcast before, but like grad school takes up so much of your life and it, it makes you sacrifice things like jobs, you know, that pay better. And so if you're going into this program, you're dedicating three, four, five years, however many, you know, years to a grad program, like 
making sure that you're being taken care of because we already do so much for the university that we deserve some pay and to be taken care of to some extent, you know? So it's like, I, I think it's really cool that you have shared that with our listeners because that's how I think all grad students should be, you know, all, all grad students should be taken care of. And um, it's nice to know that TCU, I mean, I'm experiencing it as well. TCU is a great place um, for grad students. And um, so, yeah, I really love that. There's something that I do yeah. want to mention about my graduate assistantship that I feel like I'd be remiss not to mention, um, especially if Sean ever listened to this, he would definitely call me out for it. Um is that I was actually late in applying for the graduate assistantship. I had originally seen it come open um, and knew that I wanted to apply there. TCU was always some place that I wanted to be, um, even in undergrad, but um, I didn't have the opportunity scholarship-wise to go there. And when I saw it opening up, I was like, yes, I want to apply to that. And that's kind of around the time that I knew I wanted to go back to grad school, but I hadn't made the decision yet. And when I feel like I was comfortable enough to make that decision, the posting had disappeared. Oh. Um, and so I ended up reaching out to Sean um, because he was the associate athletic director. Um, yeah. And basically told him the same thing, like, hey, I'd be remiss not to ask, like, is this opportunity still available? Can I still apply? Um, and he always likes to tell me that he gets those email, like so many of those emails in a day, the odds of him seeing mine were very low. Wow. Um, and he responded back and was like, yeah, send me your resume, cover letter, everything, references. And so I did, and here I am. That's amazing. So. Another reason why you should shoot your shot, honestly, like, go yeah. for it, you know, go for it and see if something's closed down, like, you know, it does not hurt to put another email in their inbox. And obviously I know 100% that Sean does not regret <laughs> giving you that option because Megan's amazing she Meg is amazing she's she's fantastic and so I know how much they love her in athletics and so shoot your shot do what she did you know it's worth asking and if the worst they can say is no and the best they can say is yes so thanks for sharing that that is so cool yeah of course I love that um and so okay so what year was this when you started your PMBA and you reached out for the graduate assistantship so that was 2021. Okay. I knew that, like, I took a year off between um, undergrad and grad school because I knew I wanted, A, it was COVID, and I knew I wanted to go to class in person, and that's another reason why TCU was so important because they really emphasized that. Um, but that gave me time to then figure out really what I wanted to do and what program I wanted to be a part of. And so this was around... I want to say it was like March, April of 2021 is when I started that process. I'm applying to graduate assistantships and then actually applying to the program was like around May. Accepted. Um, I came here to TCU to start that graduate assistantship June 1st. And then I started up classes August. That's a quick turnaround. You're applying and then you started your job. And then next thing you know, classes start. Yeah, it's a quick turnaround. But that was smart. I mean, I love that you made the decision to wait a little bit because you know yourself as a student and, you know, also Zoom classes nowhere near as fun and rewarding as being in person. So the fact that you made that decision, I think, is really great. And so, yeah. And it's actually very interesting because I was supposed to be hired on full time at my um, alma mater 
um, because I was working there part-time. And because of COVID and everything, there was a lot of um, hiring freezes, budget freezes. And so that date, my start date for that, kept getting pushed back. Um, And so that kind of helped push me to make the decision to go back to grad school. Isn't that funny how all that ends up working out? Yeah. Wow. Um, Let's get into more of the difficult questions because I think that these are... um, It's important to talk about the hard things. Um, And so, yeah. So what has been the hardest part about grad school? And you're not even from this area. So I think that that's really important to talk about as well. You being someone who moved from one area to another. So if you want to talk about that or whatever, what do you think has been the hardest? So I think actually because of how much I have moved in the past, this wasn't um, as difficult of a move. And I always knew like when I went to my undergrad, I knew that I wanted to go to school out of state. Um, And I think moving as much as I did prepared me for that. I mean, I had to move back every single semester, (laughs) go back home for the summer and everything like that. Um, But I think, honestly, the hardest thing about graduate school, specifically MBA program, specifically at TCU, Mm. I've been thinking a lot about this. And I think Uh, One of the first things is working in teams. And as somebody who actually sees this as one of their strengths, um, this was very difficult just because it's business professionals um, who are like already set in their ways of how they operate. So like whether it be what are their presentation tendencies, their public speaking tendencies, um, work ethic tendencies, like as well as scheduling time to meet as a team um, is difficult um, for all of these classes because you're in a cohort and most of these classes require like group projects, team presentations, um, like consultations, things like that, um, that require you to work together outside of class time, which is like people are already working a nine to five, every, like Monday through Friday, and then night class twice a week, if not three times a week. And so trying to schedule that time on top of people having families, maybe having other hobbies, um, other commitments is very difficult because most of these, um, most of my colleagues are working professionals or managers or things like that. So like on top of the mental load required in working in a team, I think the scheduling of it is honestly one of the hardest parts. I love, I'm sorry, but I love that response. Like I love that you've given us insight into something that's very specific, but I feel like all of us can agree with in a way too, because granted there, this, what you just said is not something that we experience in my department, for example, but like the, the idea and like process that that very real world um, situation that your program is in with working professionals, with people, with families, with, you know, night classes and all those types of things. And that being a hard part of your program, that's such a unique experience that at the same time we can all relate to. And so Um, I feel like that just kind of says something about grad school in general, but then also, do you feel like that's something that your program maybe could work on? Is it just the nature of the PMBA too? Like it it sounds very like, I don't know, it sounds like it just kind of adds a little bit more of that stress, but 
again, sort of is also reflective of grad school because grad school is made up of so many different identities and some people are married, some people have kids, some people are returning, you know, after a 10 year gap. Like, I don't know. What do you think that that experience has said about your program specifically? What does it say about grad school in general? So I think the the fact that it is like cohort based um, is great in theory but I think it's only as good as if the professors like collaborate and communicate because usually because it is cohort based, you have a specific set of classes that you take with the same people pretty much um, throughout your entire time in the program. You rarely do stray from it. Um, But because of that, that gives the professors such a good opportunity to be able to work together, to be able to be like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't heavy load them with like this group project teamwork um, because they have it in their other class, you know, like that sort of thing I think would be really beneficial. Um, but I think it is something that is just by nature as well, um, with the MBA in general, grad school in general is like coordinating with other individuals and you're going to have to do that for your entire time in your life. So it makes sense. Um, I would just say it's probably one of the more difficult things that like you don't consider. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's exactly why I loved that you shared, because you're right. I mean, it's good experience, that's for sure, right? Good experience for you to be able to learn how to do that. And, um, I mean, you've made it through. So I think that that's great, and and, um, and I'm sure it's been hard, as you said, as, at times. So um, let's spin this into a little bit more of a positive. What has been the most rewarding? Not that the hardest part is a negative. I want to make sure we... we I emphasize that. What has been the most rewarding part about grad school? So I'm going to answer again the second or the, um, I'm going to answer again about the hardest part because yeah. I think it leads into Ooh, okay. um, the most rewarding part. Um, the second hardest part I think about graduate school for me specifically um, is being a young professional um, surrounded by professionals who are like five to seven years into their profession Um, The learning curve definitely was hard, and it was very difficult to be able to contribute to conversations and to discussions because the way that the discussions were tailored were as if you had the experience, and that's how the professors um, would kind of lead discussions. Um, And with my experience being so limited in business, it was very difficult to speak up. Um, And athletics, again, is a business. Um, but business school is not really sport management. So it's hard for me to translate that experience, especially like my current experience as a learning specialist in athletics, in academics. So it's like very nuanced. Um, but I think that leads into one of the most rewarding parts about graduate school is just the attempt to try and, like the desire to try at things that I wasn't good at because I knew there was a whole list of things that I wasn't good at. And I think maybe if I had had that experience, I just think we get sometimes stuck in a cycle of doing things that you're good at and like what your strengths are. So I think being a younger professional, like I'm able to be moldable. And I think that's something that I want to continue to have Um, as a business professional, because I think, again, I think we get stuck sometimes where we don't want to try something new because we're afraid that we'll be bad at it. 
because we're already so experienced or supposed to be so that's a great i feel like outlook on life in general so it's really nice to know that your grad student experience what has been most rewarding about being grad school is that it's helped you break out of that mold and be more flexible and break out of you know fear of you know um break out of fear that you can't do something you know or you can't contribute or that you're set in your ways because i feel like we get so comfortable we get so comfortable in our ways and so i think it's really easy for us to just kind of stick to what we know and not really explore but the fact that grad school has given you that opportunity i think a lot of more i think a lot more people need to capitalize on that because i think that there is space in grad school for that Maybe not every degree is going to be the easiest because obviously in your situation, you know, um, your colleagues have a little bit more experience in certain areas. But I think just the fact that that's, that was an option and that was something that you've learned and now you're at closer to the end of your program. And so I love that. Why? I feel like we need to learn from that. I think we all need to remember like, hey, how flexible can you be? Where can you learn? I've actually started telling myself, Instead of saying, I don't know how to do that, I've started to tell myself, I don't know how to do that yet. Or I haven't learned how to do that. Because I think when you have that mindset, because trust me, I used to be the person that's like, I don't know, I can't do it. I can't do it. Now I'm like, I haven't learned how to do that yet. And so that's been really helpful. And I feel like grad school's taught me that same thing. So I love hearing that you've experienced that as well. I want to bring a little bit of attention, attention to the fact that the Neely School of Business has such a huge impact on campus. I feel like everybody I meet is like part of Neely in some way. Can you speak just a little bit about your experiences um, being a part of that program in that school? Yeah, I mean, I think TCU in, in general, we always joke about that. It's like purple Disneyland. I always hear that all the time. I've never um, heard that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Is that a good thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Just because it's like you go there and you never want to leave. Um, and I think the business school is like that. Um, I think they've just done a really good job with their like mission and vision um, and making sure that everything aligns with that. Um, like the Neely mission statement, it's like unleashing the human potential with leadership at the core and innovation of our spirit. I think one of the things that I really thought was uh, cool about Neely was their emphasis on entrepreneurship. I think it's something that's so like, especially in like the corporate world is like such a buzzword. Uh, and I think they do a really good job of capitalizing on like entrepreneurial skills that are really beneficial in like a corporate setting. Um, and I think like with the small class sizes, class sizes, the resources that they have available, um, like for example, I'm going to like a one-on-one -on -one coaching session to help me with my career search process and my resume and everything like that. And like the alumni network in general is worth it alone. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to be TCU alum, I think just in general is really great. But then more specifically, to be a part of alumni of the Neely School of Business, like, 
Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Because, I, I mean, I don't know anything about the Neely School of Business, which is another reason why I wanted to have you speak on your experiences. But I hear that it's great. And so I'm happy that you've enjoyed it and that they've given you the opportunities and the resources that y'all deserve um, to make y'all, you know, to help support y'all on the way to the PMBA. You're so close. How much time do you have left till you graduate? Um, so I technically graduate in July, but we don't have um, a summer commencement. So I will be walking in the summer. That's so exciting. How do you feel about that? I'm I'm ready, I think. I think I've like learned a lot here. And I'm just excited to see what direction I go in next. I feel like um, one of the things that me and that Dallas and I have talked about in the past is how much of a like there's such a huge growth that happens when you're doing your master's or in your case, like an, you know, an, a PMBA um, that you look back at when you first started and you're just like, I am not the same person i'm assuming you probably feel that way yeah isn't it crazy to think about that though like it just kind of goes to show you like how much of that crucial growth happens within those years and like spending them in grad school and just like everything that that prepares you to do because in the moment you're doing assignments and you're thinking all these things and it's just like yeah it's great and you feel like you're learning but it's not until you're at this point where you're like wow i really have grown and that's so rewarding in itself too. So, and that's why I think reflection is so important and why I try to implement it in like throughout because I think it's so easily lost, like you're saying, like you just don't see it. Um and so like kind of putting yourself in that place to try to see it um is really helpful throughout that process because like you want to see growth and like that's why you're doing it. You know, it's to grow and to learn. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's been awesome to reflect and see how much it's changed. And I feel like that also speaks to, um, as grad students, at least in my field, because my program is so long, like it's hard to see your work actually not meaning something, but like you don't get as many achievements, you know, you don't get as many of like gold sticker, you know, here you go, you've done great. But when you reflect, it shows you those, it gives you the affirmation that you're doing what you're doing, that you are growing and that you are changing. And so reflection is huge on my podcast. Dallas and I also do uh, mid-semester reflections end of semester reflections and look back because you're right. If you don't, do that first of all you're not going to see how much you've grown but it's also just a great opportunity for you to affirm and say you know what I didn't know that when I started this semester or this year of the program looking back I'm like I actually am learning and that feels great because you're spending so much time in in these programs and you're going through so much that you kind you really need those moments to remind you yeah you're doing great you are learning and you know keep moving forward and I think reflection too is like the like finding opportunities to improve throughout and like if you put yourself in that space you're able to see like oh how would I have changed this differently or like oh this semester I did this I'm going to change it for next semester and that's how you should be especially in the world of business is like always looking to like improve optimize and just change like small things and I think that's what a lot of people forget too 
um, with reflection. And so I'm really happy that you brought that up because it's not just about, hey, I did great. It's also where can I improve and and, and do better. Like you were saying earlier, um, one of the most rewarding parts about grad school is just being able to um, be flexible, being able to be open to learning and changing and growing. That comes with reflection. So I love that you've you implement that into your just, you know, how you have gone through grad school. But yeah, how can we improve? What can what can we learn? How can we, I think about that specific with teaching with me. I think it's easier for me to reflect on my teaching than, you know, my publications or whatever, anything else that I might be working on. Because I don't know if that just means I like my teaching the most or what not. But um, yeah, having an opportunity to reflect and see where you can improve is always a great reminder. So thank you for sharing that. Is there anything you want to bring up before I ask you sort of more of the final questions about advice you might give to those thinking about grad school or maybe even pursuing a PMBA? I don't know if that's something that other universities have. Um, But before we get to those questions, anything else you want to add? Um, I did want to add, going back to the question that you asked about applying for MBA programs and just what that process looked like specifically. Um, So when I applied to the college, like, I obviously had a completed questionnaire that kind of talked about like my work experience. I had to upload a resume, provide my transcripts. Um, I took the GRE because it required a score. Um, however, I don't think they still do now, which is awesome. It is. Love that. Um, and then I had to answer two questions and I can't remember exactly what the two questions were, but they were roughly the first one was like, what would an MBA do for you in your career? Um, and then the second one was about the importance of peer learning and how you would bring that, um, bring your perspective into the classroom in that like classroom setting. Um, and then from that, then I got a Zoom interview where I had to create a presentation about myself and like my work history and experience and what I will get out of like the TCU MBA program. And that's when I, then I was admitted after that. That is so cool. Thank you for giving us insight into that because it's obviously going to look different than other programs. Um, the episode that just released today, so the episode, this episode with Meg is actually going to be released a little bit later, um, but the episode we released today on the podcast is on statements of purpose. And so we talked about like sort of that process of applying and what those statements are supposed to be doing. And it's really interesting because it sounds like yours is doing a similar thing that that statement is trying to do, but in a presentation format. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's so cool that just kind of goes to show you that at the end of the day, they want to know who you are and how you are going to either contribute or get something from these programs. So thank you for sharing that. Cause that really does give insight. Was that difficult to do? Um, I think again, it was hard to translate. Um, more so from my work experience. Um, but I think I hyped up the process so much in my head <laughs> that it wasn't really like, I mean, you're talking about yourself. I think sometimes that is the hardest thing, but for this, it was honestly not terrible. You're just kind of, as long as you're open, transparent, you're just saying what you've done and kind of what your goals and what your plans are. I don't remember who I was talking to. I feel like it might have been a student or, or oh, it was, it was a student that I was working with. And they had a presentation where they had to talk about themselves too. And they were really nervous. And I said, nobody is more of an expert on you 
than you are. And that really helped them feel better. And so, yeah, I mean, if the statement of purpose or application process to grad school is asking you about, tell me about yourself, who is more of an expert on you than you? And so finding comfort in that is really crucial. So I love that you shared that. Thank you for that. Anything else before I get into the final questions? No, I think that's it. No. Okay. These questions um, are questions that we usually ask um, anybody who we're interviewing. Um, And so what is some advice that you would give those thinking about going to graduate school? So I think just thinking broadly about graduate school Mm -hmm. is something you actually had already touched on about taking time to really think about what you want to do. And I think taking some time off was really helpful for me and just like having some sort of work experience and like going into that um because in like having internships that's all great but a lot of times for student athletes they're not able to um I lucked out that I was able to fit it within my schedule um but I still don't think that's enough time or experience to really know And, like, it is such a big financial investment, in my opinion, because, like, even though school is paid for and everything, there's so much else that follows um, that I think it's important to really think through, like, strategically um, what you want to do in grad school and what you want to get out of it. And I think kind of going back to what the most rewarding thing is, is, like, I would have chosen to do sport management had I not avoided, probably. And it's like you want to be specialized in what you do, but I don't think you should do that at the risk of losing the desire to like want to learn. Um, so I think that would be another piece of advice that I have is like not to lose that love of learning. Because it's like you'll just get stuck in this perpetual cycle of just doing. And I feel like that ties into everything you've said today with the rewarding part with um, your decisions to kind of go in different routes and think through all of it. So, so making sure that you're thinking through the decisions that you're going to make, what you want to do, how you want to go about it. Do you want to continue learning or do you want to just be comfortable with what you're doing? Are you going to reach out to Sean, you know? I mean, to be honest with you, I would be scared to do something like that. But I think part of grad school is to do those types of things and see if it works out. So that's great advice. I think one of the one of my favorite quotes is like, if you're scared, do it afraid. Mm-hmm. I know exactly that quote. Mm-hmm. It's a great, that's a great way of... That's a good piece of advice. Um, and then just more specifically, what's some advice you would give for those who are interested in going to into a business MBA type of deal? Again, I don't would you do you know if there are other PMBA programs out there? Is that something that might be specific to TCU? I think they are. They just okay. might be called something different or they do have like most of them do have professional MBAs like SMU um, is one. Um we also have a lot of partnerships with like corporations like Lockheed. So a lot of um, the people in my cohort are from there. I think for the MBA and specifically if you are going into a PMBA, 
um, on the same vein, but it's like the opposite. Well, I think you should know and like have thought through what direction that you want to take in grad school. Um, like I don't think that you should also feel restricted to that one if you don't feel like it's for you. Um, I think because like with the PMBA, I thought, um, I would have to choose a concentration, but really I just noticed that it would like, um, lengthen the time of the program. So instead of finishing in like two years in the summer semester, I would finish in two and a half. So it'd be almost like close to three. And I realized that I didn't have to stick to that. Like that's just what they want to advertise. Um, so I think I was really appreciative that I decided not to choose a concentration and had more flexibility in my electives to be able to learn, um, especially being young. So I think it was like very helpful to get experience in a lot of those different areas. So like Anneli specifically, it's like entrepreneurship, um, marketing, um, what else is there? Like business analytics, supply chain, um, energy. Like there's a lot of different electives that I ended up taking from those different fields that I wouldn't have had I have chosen a concentration, which I probably would have chosen marketing. Um, but I got a lot of value in those other electives that I think make me a much more well-rounded business professional. It sounds like um, maybe a good piece of advice would be just to kind of think about or even ask the grad program what flexibility they have with those types of things. And I think, and I'm, and I'm, I don't want to make this assumption, but I also, th- or generalization, but I think that there is a little bit more of that flexibility when you're doing a master's or any type of degree in that sort of position. Cause with PhDs, and I'm not saying that we're sticklers and you have to stick by the book, but there seems to be a little bit more of that specialization in that realm. But if I could just kind of make this more of a broad, um, to see if I can, if I understand what you're saying, um, just know that you don't have to necessarily stick to what it is that you're doing, you know, like you're in the program, but there's still flexibility within that. And so figuring out, cause sometimes it's a matter of getting into the program, going through your first year and then realizing and learning how things really function and then thinking, Oh, okay, well then maybe I want to steer a little bit more this way. Or in your case, I want to try a little bit of everything and be more well-rounded. Sometimes you don't know that going in. And so wondering or asking questions about the flexibility of the program and then going in and being open to trying different things and thinking about, do I want to be more of that well-rounded kind of dip my feet into different sort of places to see and kind of have that experience? Or do I want to be specialized too? I mean, that's totally okay as well, but knowing that and feeling comfortable in that. And if you're not making sure that you're making a decision to say, how can I best um, fit this for what it is that I want to do? Yeah, and I think it's like they are so much pushing that kind of cohort, which is very valuable, but at the same time, you need to do what's right for you and be able to advocate for yourself, so like going to your advisor. And because of that, I ended up finding out that I could also take or finish the business analytics certificate. So it can count as both an elective and towards that certificate, and I already took four of the classes that were required for it. So it's like... Had I not have gone in and just seen what other options were there, I wouldn't have known that. 
I love that. That sounds like you've had a great experience here, and I'm really happy to hear that. Um, and I know that that just because it's been a good experience doesn't mean that it hasn't been stressful. I know that that's been a part. I mean, it's grad school, y'all. If you can't tell that we're stressed. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? No, just thank you. Thanks. This has been awesome. Thank like, it's you. It's so good to have this one-on-one time with you and to be able to share. I really love it. No, thank you for being here and just your time. Because again, I know that you're very busy and, um, you know, living life as a grad student, figuring all those things out. But so thank you for being on the podcast and speaking into your experiences and sharing them with anybody who might be interested in a PM, PMBA or an MBA sort of in general, maybe even just TCU or even just people who are just interested in seeing what other people are doing. I really appreciate your time and you sharing everything with us. So I think we're good. All right. Well, then that's going to wrap up today's episode. If you have any questions or any topics you want us to cover, go ahead and email us at the PhD to be podcast at gmail.com and go ahead and follow us at our Instagram at the PhD to be podcast. I will see you on the next one. Bye. Mm-hmm.